0: You are listening to The Forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast.
1: Good, afternoon. Uh, good morning fellow Reds all around the world, uh, this is Eric from 4, uh, you can find us at foresight.com if you don't know who we are uh, as of yet, um, well there you can find us, it's, uh, it's a website um, from uh, Liverpool fans to Liverpool fans with Liverpool fans and um, this is a forecast show where we will be talking about the glorious win over portal um, which happened last night of the recording and it should be out uh, on a Friday morning or afternoon uh, depending on how quick Fez is with all the um, the editing of, um, of this recording so um, well even if it's Friday you should still be on a high from that game because winning this well in uh, Europe well that doesn't happen uh, too much um, on a side note um, all is well, but um, uh, Joe gave us a bit of a scare. Um, he was admitted uh, to a hospital earlier this week, but um, well, he's uh, he's back to his uh, former self and, and, and fitness and everything. So, um, but yeah, it happened. So um, uh, from here, we wish you all the best in uh, recovery and uh, take your time, mate. On a side note, that was that, and um, back to the show. Um, with me today, I've got. Um, uh, the impeccable Christian. Good evening. Hello, everyone. And um, the always agreeable Vez. Hi, mate. Yes, I agree. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, with us, because um, well, um, I believe you're normally on the American podcast, so uh, or you, you joined in at least. Um, happy to have you. We've got uh, Stan White. If I uh, pronounce that correct.
0: Yep. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Welcome. Uh, I say I'm thankful to be able to join the Euro team today, even though I am a newcomer to the uh, American pod. So I feel like I'm already betraying my stars and stripes. <laughs> wouldn't be anything new. You know, whatever. I'm not here for that today, but uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, guys. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, happy to have you. Obviously. Um, well, uh, let's start the show um, by asking all of you guys uh, what do you thought of the game, um, starting with you, Chris?
2: Yeah, um, I was very pleased about the results, very pleased about, um, about the way we counter and outplayed them. Uh, I was not too amazed about um, midfield and defense and attack in general because the opposition was just not good enough. And gave in very quickly after the second goal of us. Uh, in fact, they more or less capitulated. And um, but I'm, we were defensively solid. We were aggressively working, and also in midfield. And the attacks were just uh, fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that basically sums it up for for everybody. Um, but um, well, I want to hear what you thought, Stan, as well.
0: Uh, well, I guess I'll just start going into individual shouts because, uh, Christian pretty much summed up everything that everybody was thinking. Uh, I'm going to take this moment to personally recognize Giorgino Linaldum for his stellar positional play in midfield. Um, I don't know, uh, if you guys know, but, if, but going by my uh, Twitter handle, I'm a staunchly huge Genie Linaldum fan. Uh, I'm, I'm not approving of all the hate he's gotten recently, and I just thought he had an excellent match as far as doing what he does best, which really is nothing in general. However, not being out of position is fairly key for a team that has such a counter-pressing system as ours. So just being there when, say, Virgil has the ball, you need an outlet. Uh, say you need a link with uh, Mane or link with Salah as he's coming through. Uh, the final third. You need somebody there, it just as a safety valve. I think he was excellent in his position there.
1: Yeah, well, I agree with you. He had uh, he had a stellar game. It's it's easy to talk about the fluent three and, this, and the lads who who keep banging in the goals and and doing it for fun. Uh, but Faz, you know, the, the the eight behind those three, um, they made everything possible. Um, who stood out for you? Oh, there's
0: other available, boys. Sorry about that.
1: No, no, it's fine.
3: Well, Bill, the, all three of them were brilliant, I think. Uh, if you look at, uh, well, as Stan rightly pointed out, uh, Genie was fantastic with his positioning, with his um, confidence on the ball, uh, always present, always there when you need him. Uh, on the other hand, you have Milner, who was very very aggressive and and you know he just went in into their faces all the time and fought for for a lot and a lot and a lot of balls in there and then Hendo well that that was your typical Hendo performance Uh, many people don't see him on the pitch at all when when we're dominating the game but he's he's very very important when he's recycling with his ability to, to pop up and offer himself as as, uh, as an outlet for a player under pressure uh, to put in a, a tackle when it's needed he was absolutely brilliant, just as much as Wijnaldum or Milner
1: Yeah, I, I agree I thought the midfield three were impeccable um, I think ever since Fendi came in and solidified the back five, I thought uh, I think that that's by far our, our biggest issue what we're dealing with at the moment um, who who is our best midfield or you know um, we don't have that, that dominant midfield that we would like to have. Um, Christian, you've been very critical about our midfield and our, uh, you know I um, like link of play, you know, lack of speed. Um, you've mentioned speed. About a, well, let's say ten thousand times, and I'm rounding it up a bit. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on, um, on 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 the midfield three that we saw yesterday?
2: They were very good. Um, I mean, they are replacing, um, say, say creativity, etc., blah blah. All the top class, world class midfielders of other teams have they replace it with a, with an unbelievably uh, wor- unbelievable work rate, and uh, I mean, Hendo's tacklings and and um, Milner, they were fantastic. Yeah, they were working so hard and they were working together. It all really clicked yesterday, and Genie was not just integrating himself very well into that into that sort of task uh, genie was ic- extremely well at supporting the attacks he was a, he is very quick um, he was in fact posing an attacking threat on his own nobody mentions that but the first goal was set up by him yeah uh, drawing four defenders on him and uh, getting through and playing the ball uh, in form a um, who scored then the first and that was really brilliant I mean genie really playing at his best yesterday I think and that was really great to see it all clicked together with the midfield we will we will have many more problems against bigger teams but I think um, they can they might cope with that and if they can cope we can get very fine this competition
1: yeah um, well we'll address our chances uh, uh, later on but um, I thought the opening twenty minutes. I was texting with a with a mate, uh, saying the, these are sturdy, you know. These are <laughs> these are pretty good. They are making our life pretty miserable at this point, and it's this is a tough game. Um, I I don't know, if you, Stan. If you if you agree with me, but after the twenty minutes, and especially after they didn't score that that chance that they had, um, I thought. They were basically done, but up until then, I thought they were very, they were pretty dangerous. You agree?
0: Yeah, no, I certainly agree with you. I thought for the most part, uh, it was a very stable first uh, opening twenty minutes. Uh, you could see they're trying to build the link up play just through all three phases. Uh, you didn't really necessarily see uh, any. Form of developing attack from this, uh, from the portos I don't call them Sevilla. They remind me of Sevilla so much. I, I don't, I'm not really sure why, but this is the sort of performance that we should have had over Sevilla FC in the group stage. So, but uh, that's near here, not there. Um, what's you got the breakdown of the first 20 minutes is just basically okay. Who's going to approach the first goal? So, uh, Mane happened to just get a try off of what I thought was a nothing chance, but um, you know. It's the shots that you don't take that are the ones that uh, never go in. So, uh, more or less, uh, that opening twenty minutes was a, uh, a false identifier for what we were going to see for the rest of the match.
1: Yeah, I was I was actually pretty uneased about that. We thought, oh, this is this could potentially be a very difficult game for us here. And then, um, well. I thought at at the weekend um when we scored the 2-0 just before half time you could literally see all the S- Southampton players like losing their breath like we actually took away literally their breath and um I thought the same happened um the same happened yesterday not sure if if, if you agree there um uh Chris
2: yeah, just thinking about the same. Uh, I remember the faces when when they didn't score their big chance in the in the tenth minute, that which uh, the ball which was deflected by Lovren slightly over the bar, luckily, um, and then the camera uh, fo- zoomed in and the faces of the attackers of of Porto, they looked like oh shit, we have to play this yeah, this fucking English team for another 80 minutes or something. It, it, <laughs> it looked like they were already 3 3 or 4 behind yeah they were so frustrated with the way um with the strength of our team the our composure and you know i think all those continental teams they are facing a huge task when playing us because um liverpool has one big advantage in my in my view that is the physical superiority they went through a hell of a regime a training regime in in preseason those players are Really hardened by the PL and those increased physical demands, and they have the skills. And with Klopp, they have a
0: tactical master plan. Christian, you, you, do you see? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you see how physically built every single player in our lineup is? I mean, Virgil's been here what three weeks? Not even, and he he's already former, uh developing a, a superior frame. I mean, every Klopp player looks as if he's been trained through ten years of. Hardcore military service. I mean, I don't know what those boys <laughs> are doing over at Belwood. Christ <laughs> Almighty, put me down. I need to get down like that because I mean those boys amazingly fit, and it just leads to the type of style of play that they want to establish throughout ninety minutes of heavy metal football. And uh, we saw it yesterday. I mean, it was it was you know throwing a damn towel after the third goal. I mean, it looked defeated. So, uh, sir, but yeah, sir. I
2: agree. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's... Yeah, it's really a- astonishing. I mean, we had so many complaints by the usual motherfuckers about about uh, um, too much too much rotation, and Klopp hasn't got a clue, and he hasn't got a plan B. But what what we had, what what we were facing last season with this January February breakdown, uh, is the opposite. It's uh, every, everybody looks totally fit, yeah, and and this is a huge advantage because we have the skills the players have. A certain amount of good skills and they have a very good tactical plan and now this physical superiority especially in the second half of the season uh, um, comes on top of that and, and it makes us look really really strong and uh, it's just fantastic to see
3: you agree
0: guys <laughs> I, think I think he does I don't know the man very well but I'm sure he does
3: yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a joke we have uh, at my expense that I always agree with everything. So, so like you, when, when you're in doubt of yourself, you just ask me, and I'll say I agree. <laughs> All right, cool.
0: Happy, to, glad to know. Glad to know.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, actually, yes, I do agree. We are we are uh, physically m- very well prepared uh, for this this hectic period uh, that that started. Well before Christmas actually and uh, uh, to, to come back to this particular game um, I think uh, we were right up until we, we took the lead uh, luck was big factor uh, I mean if you look at that chance they missed in the tenth minute that that shot that Lauren deflected over the bar well, They were all beaten. I mean, Carius was down. uh, The ball was going the other way, half a yard lower, and it would have been in the net. And who knows what would have happened then. Uh, On the other hand, when we scored our first goal, uh, yeah, Mane took that shot, and
1: I was surprised. Wasn't a great shot. Wasn't a great shot. No, it
3: wasn't. It wasn't. That's why
0: I thought it was like half a chance. You know, it just you know you're Uh, not thinking, you're not expecting the ball from that.
3: I was surprised to see it go under the keeper like that. I mean, it was an obvious blunder. I mean, if any one of our keepers did that... Oh, we'd be calling for Ted. (laughs) does anyone
0: else think that uh, Casillas should have started? I I was calling for it. A Casillas start would have been huge in this factor here. I mean, I don't know. He has Champions League experience. Why not throw him out there?
3: Well, if anybody has Champions League experience, it's it's Casillas. I, I believe he's at least twice the goalkeeper as this. Uh, yes. it was or whatever you. Yes.
0: Mr. no hands. Sorry. There is respect.
3: well after the first goal, I mean it was all too easy. The second one came like I don't know four minutes later mm-hmm. and that was it. They were their backs were against the ropes, but they they did have spirit occasionally. Uh, even in the last few minutes of the game, when they were five nil down, they still tried to get forward, tried to do something, tried to create a, a chance, you know, to to save their their pride just for I don't know a tiny fraction of it, but it just wasn't going to going to. And yeah,
0: and taking over from your point, Christian, I thought in the first 20 minutes of the second half, I mean, he just totally dominated the ball and the pace of the match. You know, they were. They were playing the the style of play that uh, we've known from Porto FC throughout the years. Or FC Porto, sorry. Uh, throughout the years, I mean, the Tiki Paca style, playing in smaller triangles and forcing the defense to scramble. It wasn't pretty for the first 15-point of the second half. And I just think that that was um, their one, their best stretch of the match. Uh, when you saw the build-up play between the, I uh, thought Corona came in and Jesus uh, Corona, I know him from the Concacaf, destroying TUSA, but we're not going to get into that. Um, yeah we, we're not good not good I'm not a happy American right now Corona um, came in and linked up very well with the forwards and you just saw the type of build up play that they were looking to establish throughout the match but unfortunately after that first 20 minutes there were more goals to come from the uh, from the uh, clandestine clad warriors
1: yeah yeah um Let's go through all the goals. Um, let's let's go with the first one. It's um, Lovren winning the ball and uh, moves it upfield. When all of them find space and finally wants to score, an away goal. Um, doesn't come off his shot. It it, it lands on um, uh, in front of Mane, who simply well puts it under the goalkeeper and. Um, that was it. Um, what did you think of, what was your takeaway of that goal, fest
3: Well, uh, it's a typical thing that happens when you have a technically skilled player, uh, in this instance I'm talking about Wijnaldum, so he comes into that box uh, forces three, four defenders on him and you know, you just see money out there, completely free, unmarked. Uh, if the ball reaches him, that's it. I mean, uh, I remember how I admired uh, the French national team in 1998 and then uh, Euro 2000, when Zidane and, and Thierry Henry were tearing teams apart with, with exactly that sort of play. He, Zidane would take the ball. Get three, four, five defenders on him, and then just release Henri to finish it off. It was beautiful.
0: So, Henri was so good; he didn't even need the release. But to have such a service from the, one of the best managers of all time, I mean, makes yep. it that much easier.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, Aldum is not that level, but but this was very reminiscent of it, and it was that was it. That, that was it. He, he got those players to to. Drop everything else they were doing and and charge at him. And Mane was suddenly in tons of space. He took a shot, the, co- the goalkeeper made a mistake, and that was it. We deserved it. We deserved it. It was lucky, but we deserved it.
1: Yeah. uh Frank Lampard uh, said, I uh, don't know if it was during halftime or after the game, but you make your own luck. And I thought everything about that goal was good up until the point that the goalie needs to make a fuck up to make it a goal. But Frank was right there. Um, we we made our luck by what did you say Mane's positioning, uh Dexy winning it, being aggressive front foot without making errors, <laughs> which is uh, which is nice. So um yeah, absolutely. Um, Stan I thought the second goal was one of the best goals we'll ever see uh, from a player in a Liverpool shirt so as a, as a W10 on the show um, talk us through it
0: uh, it's right place right time and uh, before I even go into the breakdown of said goal uh, how many times are we going to say the best goal that we've seen in a, of a player in a Liverpool kit this year from him within the last month it's I don't know if it's I, I don't know if I'm getting tired of like the the shock or the heart-pounding moments but it's it's unreal and uh, you know uh, what a debut season for Mosala. Salah. Um, so uh, going with the um, the opportunity, I thought Jimmy I thought Jimmy was gonna place that ball as a cross. Did anyone else think that? I, it looked like a service I thought and then you see it just bend around the keeper and just ping right up, across the post. It's, I don't know but uh, Salah was there and you know uh, I won't do any disservice to, uh, by trying to describe what he did. It's breathtaking, magic. Dealt with the superlatives. Uh, so, you know, uh, the presence of mind to be there and not be offside, I think, that's the key to that goal. Uh, you see a lot of forwards these days who will just kind of lazily, even in the pace of playing, say, oh, well, you know, maybe the action's a little bit too fast. No, you're, one of your jobs as a forward, no matter what side you're playing, left, center, or right is to know when you're over the line. And the line can change at a moment's notice, but Salah having the presence of mind to not only be in the right position, but also to be on side, you don't get that without the goal. I mean, you don't get the goal without that. Sorry. So, yeah.
1: I heavily agree with you. I thought it was absolutely brilliant what he did with it. Um, how? <laughs> You know, it's, it's such a huge... But how? I
3: think uh, the entire uh, Porto team was uh, caught napping, caught on, on, on their heels. In that particular moment when Milner wins the ball, uh, I believe it was Marega, uh, their striker, that went down. When Milner won the ball and they all just stopped for a second, looked at the referee... The referee waved, played on, and uh, Milner had uh, the the first couple of steps towards the box. Uh, It was something that they shouldn't have allowed, but they were were stunned by the development. They, They were just looking on, he stepped into the box, and then they suddenly realized that they needed to play on, and, well, they made a mess of it. Uh, the same thing goes for the fullback that was marking Salah. He was also caught on his heels when the ball comes in. Salah's behind him. He's not in an offside position, uh, and then he just goes past the fullback. The guy's even aware Salah is there. It was it, it was really really poor defending, but he
1: might
3: be able to get away from brilliant goal nevertheless. No,
1: no. Yeah. yeah. Uh... I thought everything about it was absolutely brilliant. I really liked it. Um, okay, so that's uh, uh, goal number two. Um, leaves us still three to go. How great is that? Um, Christian, talk us through number three.
2: Yeah, that's uh, the ideal one for me, because that is typical club football from his Dortmund times. Um, Porto was on the attack, was close to our box. That was, um, yeah, Porto um, um a, a Portuguese striker um just got out of of three of our men and and turning in um, parallel to the goal line outside the box ch- um tries to get through there is attacked again dispossessed and then um yeah the formula one car rushes forward with um with San with Firmino with a fantastic back heel playing the ball off for him and then Salah gets gets
1: past the bi- midfield, for, I think four Uh, Stan, can you mute your uh, mic a bit?
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's a freaking bust. Thank you. Gotcha, sorry. Oh, yeah. you're,
1: just, you're just
2: disrupting my counter-attack tale. <laughs> 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 Uh, so, so Salah and Firmino, uh, that's a fantastic flick from Firmino. And, and so Salah can rush through. The others are following very quickly. So we have, in fact, four, ma- four, four players rushing towards the Porto goal. The Portuguese players don't come back quickly enough. They have, so just three Portuguese players without any sort of formation. In fact, they are all very close together. Um, then Salah plays a fantastic pass into Firmino. And Firmino, yeah, releases the shot. The goalkeeper can only deflect it to his left. And Mane is is free there, already in position. I have to stress that, already in position. Because the positioning is just fantastic. Fantastically drilled in by Klopp. And Mane then has, although from a tight angle, yeah, he makes no mistake and and puts it in. And uh, that was a fantastic counter-attack, a blistering pace.
1: You say he makes no mistake, but it's it's even better the the way that he he times his movement he he slows down he takes the deliberate steps to to end with the right foot you know that is you should be able to teach that but that is basically unteachable that's top level stuff that's it's it's C- almost similar to what what Salah does for the first goal, uh, for his for his first goal for the uh, uh, for, for the two nil, he creates his own time. He creates that second of of of, of the incredible. I just, it's it's pretty difficult to explain because I'm so lyrical about it. Um,
2: and let let me give you a guess. Uh, sorry, that interrupting you. No, 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 go on Eric, I'm so helpful. You know, I'm a German. I just want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those those guys have the freedom to expre- express themselves, and that's yeah. that's what you see with, the, with with James Milner when he the the Portuguese uh, striker goes down, yeah, dives for a, fu- a leaked foul, and and Milner just getting the ball under control, and he starts to dribble. He starts to make his left and right turns through the defense before releasing a shot yeah i mean he has the freedom to do that and and salah has the freedom to do that in front of the goal he's not too much locked in into tactical obligations yeah Klopp is no mourinho and so the players can really thrive they have the freedom to do that and that's my impression from that also as you say with with money for the third yeah yeah they, they they are Playing to the optimum because they have the freedom to do what they want there to a certain degree, and that's my personal impression that they that's one of the reasons why they can can flourish that, that way.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Does it help um, you? <laughs> no, 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 and not not really, but it, it gave me a bit of time. So, and no, what, what I mean is that by taking the right amount of steps, he creates that extra second that standard forward, like. Your average Defoe or something just doesn't do, and it's incapable of doing that. And it's it's Salah who first decides to lob it over the keeper, just to get that, um, just to get a way of getting it on goal, and then he decides I oh, I need to head it, and then I'll have my time to to score it, and that's so incredibly difficult. We we all know that um that dink from uh, Messi somewhere in I don't know if it's the final but uh where he sent, it's it's against Bayern Munich and he sends um one of their defenders, I think it's Boateng. Yeah. Working. Yeah, yeah, he just basically shuts down and falls over by what Messi does, and that's the exact same thing. And these guys are getting to to an incredibly high level, and to deliver it at this stage is, um, well, uh, brilliant, Sim- simply brilliant. Yeah, we
2: um, expect that from Messi, but we don't expect that from a certain Egyptian. Yeah, which we, which was totally overpriced, you know, and uh, Ch- Chelsea reject and PL. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: he's <laughs> an absolute Chelsea reject. He's Fantastic, in, isn't he? It's it's in the same mold as Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, you know. And on, on on a side note, we'll go on with the goals. But, um for me, the fact that both De Bruyne and Salah are doing so incredibly well and and basically taking the league by storm, um, I think it reflects on Mourinho. And I think that people are looking at him now and saying, "You're not that magical being that we thought you were." you know you've got these not only you've got these wrong but you've got these legendary wrong this is this is this is epic failure and it reflects on him i think and it's part of the reason why um, nobody is liking what united's doing right now and um well they're slipping down the form table uh, at the moment as well so well yeah. happy, happy days yeah yeah go on Somebody wanted to say something. It was Chris, but. It
3: seems I like know. he went offline or something.
1: Yeah, I went silent. That nah, seems to happen uh, from time to time. Um, we'll see when he gets back. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, first. Wait,
0: for guys looking for me? I'm sorry. No, I don't know. I was on silent. I
1: don't know. No. Chris was trying to say something and that uh, that didn't come off. But, uh, well, no worries. Um, okay. Ves, talk us to number four, Bobby's goal.
3: Well, it was mostly money, wasn't it? I mean, the way he won that ball, charged forward, uh, pulled by the shirt, didn't stop, didn't wait for the foul to be given. Uh, saw Miller coming in on the left wing, just... Pass him the ball, uh, a brilliant decision from Milner to to a brilliant vision from Milner to, to see that he has options in that situation. He could have whipped it to the far post, which uh, I'm sure that had Robertson been in his place, that that's probably what would have happened. Uh, but the 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 most brilliant thing is that even then, uh, it's most likely that. The outcome would be the same, because Salah was coming in on that far post, and he would have taken it. Uh, But Milner uh, lifted his head, he saw Salah, he saw Bobby coming in through the middle, he decided Bobby was the better option, he got his spot on, and that was it. It was a pretty cool finish from Bobby, and that's it.
1: Yeah, well, uh, pretty straightforward. I really liked... um James Milner's reaction to another assist, putting him on on top of um, the assist list. The just a very simple fist bump. <laughs> Job done. This is this is nice. Job done. This is what we want. I thought was um, that was really really nice. Um, oh. I have to say I uh, fully agree with you on uh, on on what you said on the fourth. Uh, Stan, can you take us uh, through number five, and and for me focus uh, especially on on what Ings did there.
0: Uh fair admission. I kind of forgotten the wow. I sound terrible. I have kind of forgotten the Ings goal. Um,
1: that is terrible.
0: I, yeah, I do apologize. Right.
2: I think it's 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 Ings and and money um, running towards the Portuguese goal parallel to each other, and Ings lays over the ball for for money, and money has all all loads of space. And money has the options: he can pass over to the right, over to Salah, who is also totally free, or he can shoot himself. And Isn't Mane that the goal? where he
0: shoots shoot himself? Yeah, that's the goal where he shoots yeah. himself, right? yes. Okay, all right. I remember that goal. Okay, sorry. I don't know what I was talking <laughs> about. That. All right. Well, thank you, Christian, for bailing me out. Um, okay, so that goal, once he receives the ball in the wing there, I'm thinking it's almost similar to his first goal. But like you said, he has options. This time, he just has a lot more space because Porto's pretty much thrown into Pal. Um, so he decides to shoot, and it's a bit of a rocket. He gets the pace on it, as we've always known, and he's got one hell of a boot, so... Uh, it gets past the, uh, the moralized keeper at that point and in it's a hat trick um, i think everybody kind of felt i don't know everyone was kind of calling for a money game and i was also giving them a shout for that too so i was expecting a brace hat trick is just sweeter so uh... it's a it's a tight finish for a dominating performance i hate to say it but on to the quarters
1: quarters yeah well i don't hate to say it i love to say it um. <laughs> Yeah, go on, Chris. I'd like to add
2: something to to this this final goal of Manet. Um, I'm absolutely amazed by his self-confidence. I mean, Salah is usually self-confident; it's fantastic to see, Um, absolutely brilliant. But Manet is on the same level. Uh, I remember his goal, his his worldie against Burnley. I remember his his worldie against Manchester City where he decides to to shoot with his left, outside of the boot, into the top left corner. Yeah, absolutely precise, but I mean, that's a... a Or even the first
0: goal, his first goal for uh, the club. That one too, added to the list.
2: It is unbelievable, and he, he takes this shot now against Porto from over 20 yards, I mean that's not a, not that's not 100 the goal. It's it's not it's no sitter, yeah. And uh, but his self confidence, how he releases this, this this incredible
3: shot, it's fantastic, yeah. It really amazing He like made it look like a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> just you know slam it into the corner and there's nothing the goalkeeper can do. Yeah, just
1: slow this home, right. Uh okay um well that made it five um, and that basically puts us through um so let's look ahead of the um, uh, the competition um, going on what we've seen so far who would you like in the um in the next round uh, anybody uh, Stan? anybody <laughs> well that's confident
0: yeah, I mean, I I, I don't care. I, I Chelsea, Barcelona, Man City, line them up, bring them to the cup. I guarantee you, they won't suffer. They won't stand a chance in hell. Bring them. Bring Ronaldo. Bring Messi. Bring Coutinho. Bring anybody you got. Bayern. I don't. I don't care. Bring them.
1: Okay, we'll Chris. Suffer,
0: we'll, yeah, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I like the confidence. <laughs> uh Chris, any particular ones you want or you, you maybe don't want? Mm. Well, um in
2: in fact I mean that that's a that's a cheap cheap sentence if you if cheap phrase if, if I would say we can beat any any of those teams <laughs> Yes theoretically we can but we'll always need a little bit of luck. A team like, like Shachtier Donetsk or AS or Roma that would be ideal, because we have to, our team still has to grow with each other in composure, confidence that, that, that we are still not there where we can be and where we will be in, in say, one or two years. We still have to grow into this. And so um, a team that's a bit easier to play would, would help. Yeah. So um, Manchester City is, is a very tough task. Um, Tottenham is quite difficult because they are very fast and and uh, very solid and they play longer together than us. Um, any other team, including Bayern Munich, I have no problem with. Yeah, playing, if we could play, for example, or if we get Bayern Munich uh, 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 first, first, ga- first leg away, that would be good. Yeah, that's that's something.
1: All right, Fess, you interested in uh, anyone? specifically or maybe don't want one well uh,
3: to be honest uh, I was always happy with us reaching quarterfinals and from this point on uh, it might sound a bit negative to say this but uh, whatever happens in the quarterfinals I'll be happy even if if we go out of the competition and they've reached well, I, in my own head, said for them to be the goal in the Champions League. They've reached it. So I'm very happy with it. So what happens, happens. Um, as for what Christian said about uh, this team needing to grow and, and uh, maybe uh, needing uh, an easier opponent still, uh, I believe that the time has come for this team to be you know fully unleashed on the Europe's best I think they need to know that Liverpool are coming they're coming back they're coming back strong and uh, I would like us to, to play a strong opponent uh, whether it's Man City or Barcelona or Real Madrid or PSG if they come back from, from this defeat which i think is they are more than than capable of doing so why not i believe we can take anybody out and uh, personally i'd i'd uh, prefer it if we you know go out to a team like real madrid uh, but we give give them one hell of a fight to, to you know
1: I'm not, I'm not sure if I can stomach a last-minute winner from um, from Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't like Ronaldo either, but, but uh, the name of the opponent aside, I mean, in, in that aspect, whether I like him or not, um, the same would be for Messi or, or whoever else you, you want. I mean, I quite like, for instance, Kevin De Bruyne, but it would be the same for me if, he, if it was him or Ronaldo. Uh, I believe we can beat anybody and if we're going to win this competition, we're going to need to beat strong teams. So, why not now? I think they are ready. Uh, And I also believe that several players, uh, starting with Karius and and, uh, the central midfielders, need to step up for themselves. At this particular point, for the for the rest of the season, they need to be on top of their game if they think even if they are even going to think about uh, being in the starting lineup next season. Kate is coming in. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you, but uh, Sky Sports actually uh, reported about a couple of hours ago, and they're quoting their own sources in Italy that we've started negotiations for Allison. Oh, nice. So, uh, these players, I believe there are they're going, be, uh, going to be more uh, incoming transfers, and these players need to prove their worth on the biggest stage, because the, big, the biggest stage is where Liverpool are going to be playing from now on.
1: Yeah, uh, happy days. Um... Thank you all. Um, going on about the competition, how far do you think we can go, um, Chris? We, I think we, we can reach the final. So basically uh, everything can happen?
2: In fact, everything can happen, yes. But the problem is the experience teaches us that, that uh, we don't get that much luck we need. It's not that much, it's just not getting John fucking John Moss as a referee, yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: yeah. Yo, fuck him. I swear to God, the, fuck the problem, him.
2: Stan, the problem, the problem we will be facing is that we're going up against very clever teams who know how to provocate us, to, to yeah, to provocate yellow cards, to uh, to dive in the box, etc. with the Spanish teams uh, in particular, not just uh, a certain London one. Um, we will face problems we have not been facing so far yeah with with uh, little little fight fights on on the pitch yeah as i said provocations from all over the place fucking referees that's all coming at us more or less later on and i hope it will be less the less we have facing those unfair those those unfair obstacles um the bigger our chances are because from the pure aspect of playing of physical strength of skills of tactical composure we, we should have a good chance of winning it but there are other uh, effects coming in other factors that might play against us and we have to keep that
3: in mind well, there are always possibilities factors that might yes. play against Either way us. you are right okay. in, in what you say that that uh, we're about to face something we haven't faced before but there also goes for any opposition that's coming up against Liverpool obviously apart from the English teams. I mean I even read on Twitter that a mentioned and said okay I don't mind anybody in the quarterfinals unless it's fucking Liverpool.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and I think yeah. like like Bayern Barcelona or Real Madrid or PSG they they will also face something they haven't faced before if they get drawn against Liverpool.
1: Barcelona will still remember that we hammered them 4-0 in the last season pre-season. Bayern well, will, will yes. Bayern will know Bayern still feels that, that we oh, well, absolutely yeah. tongued them in, uh, in, in, in this year's preseason.
3: And they will also uh, convince themselves, both of those teams, in case they, they get drawn against Liverpool, that that was a preseason-friendly, uh, not-important game and stuff like that. But uh, if you remember that game we played against Barcelona, they were playing in a pretty strong lineup. Uh Nobody can convince me that the likes of Messi or Suarez were holding anything back in that game.
1: Oh no, they absolutely weren't. They didn't so, want to lose that game. They absolutely yeah, didn't thing, want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go on Chris. Uh, I,
2: I, I meant, uh, About the likelihood of proceeding, I mean I, I would be happy with, uh, as I said, Roma or Shakhtar Donetsk, yeah, the winner of that draw, if we, if we uh, will be drawn against one of them, or um, the winner of Seville United because I'm first of I all, don't want I, to face
1: Seville again.
2: Uh, I am absolutely sure we will pre- we will prevail over the winner of that draw. And I'm pre- I'm I I think it's quite likely that that Manu go out against Seville. And can I, can
0: I Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Ahead.
2: Yeah, on the, other, on the other hand, I think we will prevail over each over each of those. So if we could could get one of the uh, one out of those draws, we will definitely go one row one
1: one further round ahead. I I want big names. I want <laughs> big foreign names. You greedy I, I I'm happy to take greedy on you. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, it it it. If we go through, it will shut up a lot of people. And if we don't, I agree with Vess. You know, okay. So you lose in 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 the quarterfinals or semifinals to. Um to uh, to an outstanding Real Madrid and they needed the late winner, um, be it Ronaldo. I I can't stomach it, but it's it's something that you, you will learn to to accept. If a, if 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 you lose, well, to to Rome, well, that will be absolutely shit. Well, I would be absolutely devastated by it. While playing really good and you know um, going to to the Bernabeu, um a drawing 1 1, and then they come to Anfield, and you, you draw 2 2, and, and you lose on away games. <sighs> you know, you can say, Oh, well, we had one of the best goals, and you know, we scored against them, we, we didn't lose. You know, there's a lot to say, and, and it, it should shut up a whole lot of people about um, the fact that we can't do it on, on the biggest of biggest stages. But, uh, well, you know, I really don't want us to draw uh, an English side, I really don't want that. Yeah, we will be, we will
2: have better chances against the Continental ones. They are not physically that strong, they are not used to play teams who are both well-skilled and physically superior.
1: So, um, yeah. And, and who who plays with that f- front foot pressing that high line and, and, and the incense gagan pressing who, who plays with that? Who's used to it? Well, Porto Manchester? Bro,
0: I was thinking from an English perspective, Manchester City, but
1: yeah, but no if, if we do it to them, who's used to to uh, to them experiencing it? City didn't. They absolutely crumbled on on under our pressure, you know. And what's his what's his face? The the Argentinian lad, um, Otamendi. Otamendi was, no, was incredibly. Otamendi. Bad. Yeah, he was incredibly Otamendi uh, against us. Like he's always <laughs> is. Yeah, people make him out. He's suddenly good. No, 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 he isn't. He just isn't targeted. Salah has had him had him on toast last season. It was. Um, it was Mane who had him on toast in the season before that. Um, it was Daniel Sturridge or whomever, and before that it was Sterling, and before that it was uh, it was Suarez. He's He's been on toast at Anfield uh, in, in the Etihad against that? us May time and in, time uh, again.
0: Going, for, going forward, I'm just going to say hashtag on toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot.
1: They haven't, you know... Up, up and he—he t- he was closer to to sending off them than Mane was. <laughs> and, and and yeah, well, Mane gets it, and we lose. But um,
0: yeah, but about know, ten minutes before that, there was a uh, there he, he was involved in a really nasty tackle that was only uh, well, it was just a telling off, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: honestly, yeah, he yeah b- because off. he was already booked. He was already booked. Um, right, right. he, right. he, he should have been
0: he, sent he, off. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly.
1: he, he absolutely could have walked, and well, yeah. he, he doesn't and i'm quite okay with that decision but if, if we don't um if, if if mane gets that ball or edison doesn't 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 jump into him and and you know the collision doesn't happen otamani d- doesn't see the the second half uh, he's either sent off or he's he's taken off by uh, by by pep
0: I agree I agree I agree uh you could really tell i mean just Thinking back to that play, say Mane doesn't immediately jump for the ball when it's boot and he decides to let the ball drop. Say Ederson misplays it. There's you know clear space behind, and we're talking about uh, what went all at that point. So it's a totally different match. And yeah, Adamendi probably comes in for a rash challenge. I'll David Luiz or Adamendi, and you know immediately subsequently gets subbed off. I mean uh, sent off. So it could have happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and and that's one of the best sides. And and so basically, eleven against eleven, over the course of a uh, hundred and ten minutes, we were the absolute better side than they were.
0: I don't see how you could say anything different.
1: Uh, they, you know,
0: they had a man advantage, and with a with a club with such talent as that and death, uh no team stood stood a chance. Not at ten men.
1: No, no, absolutely. So. I'm I'm happy to take on City. I'm happy to take on Chelsea. Uh, I'm I'm happy to take on United again. Um, I don't want to play Seville again, but I really would like us to get the European giants. What's better to um, beat Juve in the next round than take on um, I don't know Barcelona to get into into the finals with uh, with with Bayern and uh, and Klopp finally getting the better of them. and uh, on that dream I want to thank you a lot for uh, joining us so uh, thank you Stan, thank you Chris and thank you Vez there is no Liverpool footy over the weekend so I hope you have a boss one but um, I think we will be recording a ramble uh, in a short while to look at where we are in in the top 6 fight so uh, have a look out for that one Uh, thank you very much for listening thank you for joining guys